What's up, guys? It's your boy, Johnny Bananas, and I'll be covering all the treachery, deceit, backstabbing, and murder from season two of The Traders U.S. on my podcast, Death, Taxes, and Bananas. I'll be joined all season by my fellow castmates to swap stories, provide all the behind-the-scenes antics, and sordid details from filming. So sally forth and join me for season two of The Traders every Saturday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. This episode is brought to you by the new season of Love Island USA, only on Peacock. We got a text. On June 11th, the one and the only Ariana Maddox is hosting a new season of Love Island USA on Peacock. With a new villa, new bombshells, and drama on the daily, this is summer appointment viewing at its finest. Oh, and of course, Scottish sweetie Ian Sterling is on the mic to narrate every moment of the fun. Love Island USA starts Tuesday, June 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern with new episodes six days a week exclusively on Peacock. Visit PeacockTV.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. On this week's episode, I'm joined by my special guest, Jessica Salgado, author and poet. How are you, Jessica? Hey. How's your heart? Hello. My heart is good. It's really good. I got really great news yesterday um, that my favorite coffee shop was going to reopen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me guess. Because yes. we talked about this, that uh, Cafe Tropical. Yes. it's. I went and um, I met the new owners and... I got to have some guava and cheese and some cafecito, and they're going to be opening um, later in March when all the oh, permits so come great. through. But yeah. yeah, it's back. and Your second home is back open soon. For those of you that aren't familiar with me or my story, hi. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm a poet, and the Cafe Tropical is a coffee shop in my neighborhood where I wrote my three books. And so it's my office. It's where I take all the meetings. I even took meetings outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, while it was closed. Yeah. But yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, It's in Silver Lake. So if people want to go end of March? Probably end of March to be safe. Think You yeah. know, they they think this Saturday, but I, it doesn't... Oh, wow. You know, sometimes I feel like men are very hopeful <laughs> and, and don't see logistics, you know? So uh, And of course, women come in with the reasoning, which is what you're doing right now. Which is, you know, and... I looked around and I was just like, I'm going to give you all two weeks, not... <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a great, that's, that's great to hear though. I know, especially cause we've talked about this offline of like how important the, that cafe is to you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. I think community spaces or spaces that are like meaningful to, to you are really important to have and cherish and, and celebrate or grieve. Oh, okay. That's a whole other episode yeah. of, of <laughs> where it's next <laughs> time. <laughs> I know. Uh, but we are talking about love, uh, specifically Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some anticipated episodes just dropped. And we've talked about season four, season five on this podcast. And it's honestly one of my favorite reality shows. And the interpersonal dynamics are always kind of fun to dissect. And on season four, we had... I would call them mean girls, Irina and Micah, mm -hmm. terrorizing the other girls in the living quarters. And then on season five, we had this like intrusive, wild saga between Lydia and Aaliyah. Season six, compared to those, 
at least with friendship dynamics, feels a little bit more subtle. There aren't any like big blowups or any friendship twists or overt bullying, but there's a lot of unexpected, interesting stuff. I mean, I I mentioned season four and five, at least those like friendship dynamics. What did you like a little bit about that? How did you feel about these past seasons? So I remember season four was Irina and um, Micah. I wanted to fight them, right? (laughs) Because I know that I'm a girl's girl. So whenever whenever I come across uh, other girls that aren't girls' girls, but but want you to think they are, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, because I think sisterhood is sacred. And if you weaponize it against other people, mm. like, that's foul, you know? Last season, last season, I'm drawing a blank. It's Lydia. I like the biggest thing for me. Oh, yes. At least within friendship is Lydia and Aaliyah. Lydia. Yes. Dating Uche and kind of just like pouring it onto her after Aaliyah found out, which was really like saying that he, she's, Seen his dog, she knows what kind of drink he likes, like that type of, that moment was wild. I just remember, yeah, I, I remember that. And I think, I remember thinking that and being like, she's making a mistake and this isn't cool, but I think she's moving from, she's so hurt, she can't see past what Ucha did, like what ha- transpired between them, you know? Yeah. And then now they're here and maybe she did come in in a dishonest way, but it became a genuine thing for her because... She had found somebody that she like was in love with. I don't know. I don't remember what ended up happening with them past the show, if they got married or not. Lydia got married. I'm forgetting his name, but she did get married with uh like that tall oh, young yes. guy. And the last yes. Last I checked, they were still together. That was like uh, yes. months ago when I checked. So I don't I'm remember. I'm on season six. So now I'm like, yes. God bless Lydia and whoever. Yeah. Yes. I forget about it once a name's like my <laughs> slate just clean because there's and especially this season, there's so much drama. Yeah. There's yeah. Oh, so when I said there wasn't that many too much drama, you were like, I don't know about all that. No, there's so much drama, especially in these last episodes. Yes. Like yes. when everybody when you could see all the dynamics playing out right in front of you. Yes. Let's let's talk about it. I I think with season six, because I was thinking of like overall, right, comparing it to the others. I think what season six was stood out to me is how others can bring out your insecurities and your fears, your true colors and true feelings, like whether you want them to or not. It is bound to happen, especially when you're spending so much time together. What was it about season six, like overall, that like stood out to you compared to the other ones? I feel that right now in season six, what, what, I, I feel like it feels closer to what the show should be mm-hmm. because I, I feel like the friend, like the interactions at back in the women's quarters or in the men's um, are genuine. Even like with weird Matthew, they were all still like oh, joking with yes. him and making fun <laughs> of him. And they weren't, it didn't feel like anybody was sabotage, sabotaging somebody else. You know how in the last seasons it felt like that was like Lydia or just in some of the, the people they got a claim for somebody, you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But in this season, it, they tell you a lot that they talk. Like, oh, well, if it wasn't me, if you would have chosen him, he's a good guy too. And you hear, like, the men say that, the women say that. And I think that that's, like, a very adult, mature thing to do. Um, yeah. That doesn't always happen with adults. No, because, you know, I think that we see this even throughout the entire show is, like, this, like, jealousy creeps up. I think I, I think of it with um, specifically Chelsea, Jimmy, and Jess, where like there is always this like little inkling of jealousy. I I personally think it's also rooted in insecurity or like you know which we could talk about, but I think a, a great place to start is Matthew because he made me very nervous um, of like just this. AD, Matthew, and then also Amber triangle that was happening. And Amber was the other woman that was talking to Matthew. And Matthew was telling them both pretty much the same thing. I was annoyed, though, that the camp, that like editing, there was a missed opportunity of doing side by side of the, him telling her them the same thing. <laughs> because it clear it was clear that he was saying the same thing. They When AD approached, or I think it was Amber was sharing with the girls, which included AD, what Matthew was telling her and AD was just like, that is exactly 
what he was telling me. You could tell she was thinking about it. And I thought it was an interesting move for her, for AD to not react when Amber was sharing this, which I thought was interesting. And then finally, you know, she does, AD does share this with Amber and Amber deuces, she's out. But how did you feel about the good old AD, Matthew and Amber triangle? I felt like, well, yeah, they they could have let us into it a little bit better. <laughs> or they yeah. could have showed us something because you just see him speaking with AD most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then they introduce, yeah. they then they quickly go to Amber when that conversation is happening. So there wasn't like, they already set it up where you're rooting for AD. Yeah. And not really for right. Amber, which is fine because that's what the storyline was. But um, I feel like Matthew just gives me like, in cell vibes because look at like how he walked out of, of, of other rooms and the questions that he came in with and just yeah. like this, like it was almost the, I'm too good to be here kind of deal. And yeah. then for him to be spitting game. And then he's just like, America is watching. Yes. That line, that line of, uh, Amer- also America loves like the underdog. Yeah. And I'm like, my, you're not the underdog you're here. Not. Like these women are talking, are repeating back for conversations that you said to them verbatim. I, I don't know what he was thinking, which is also <laughs> interesting. I wish that he left. There was a point where he left his journal, right? Or he left something on the table and he got it back. And I'm like, someone read the journal and tell me what he's thinking. I feel that it'll be like where he's going to hide the bodies or something because <laughs> that he's creepy. Creeper, you know, and yeah. he wasn't like bad looking. He was actually he was handsome, but he was creepy. <laughs> and like when he was just like America is watching, and if I was AD, I'd be like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> I I actually am seeing AD throughout the season, especially actually this last one of these last episodes where she's talking to Sarah Ann, and she's very much the type of person it seems like that she will have the conversation she wants to have. So I am surprised why she wasn't like, what is wrong with you to Matthew? I mean, maybe maybe it was cut out. Like, we always have to remember that editing yes. does its thing, right? But but I would have loved the moment where, like, I would have loved another Jess kind of tell-off, you oh, know? Oh, yes. yeah. Like, another moment, <laughs> but, like, in another way. But also, like, I like that it was just this weird, like, fever dream thing with Matt. Matthew, like, yeah, he came that's and he true. left. We never saw him again. He wasn't at. I mean, if we're not, if we haven't spoiled this season already, we're about to spoil it. But he doesn't come to kind of like the gathering of right that like the barbecue that they have, where uh, a lot of the cast members come. So he's not there. He does like kind of portray himself as like being this like superhero that's about to go find this girl that he lost, and we don't hear from him again and also like if they reunited like we did see last season right when Uche met up with Aaliyah and there was like a whole thing about that but and I thought that's what was going to happen what did you think about AD so the way that it seemed like it happened was when Amber was sharing what Matthew had said right it almost seemed like AD was filing it away and then she went and like confronted or asked Matthew about it first and then she came and talked to Amber, what did you think about like kind of that process, or I guess the way that she that AD handled it? I think it was respectful, you know, because because if she would have said something in the moment and didn't, she didn't have all the facts, so she mm. gave him the benefit of like I feel right. Mm, yeah, where she was just right. like, let me get the story directly from him, and then we're gonna see what's up before I bring it to Amber and like break her heart. Yeah, because she knew that that's, that's what that was gonna be. And so she went and spoke to him and and then he's like, oh, he's on some BS. So then when he she spoke to her, she was like, this is what it is. And it wasn't even like a, like she was so calm about it and so matter of fact, but so um, considerate of her feelings and, and was just like, this is what's happening. And when she decided, when Amber decided to leave, she was supportive of it, you know, and, and not on some like, I'm going to keep him now. Right. But as no, in, like, yeah. we both shouldn't deal with this, you know? Yeah. No, that's very true. I think it makes me think of, like, a bigger conversation. AD seems to be the woman out of, at least in the living quarters of, of the women that, like, everyone is friends with. Or she seems to be kind of, like, the common thread across, like, all the friendships. She seems to be the one that's, like, cool with everyone. 
And I don't think that we've seen that in last seasons where there is also like there isn't that much like drama between the women and like, like we said, no bullying or like pettiness. But I don't think I've also seen like one person be the pretty much the person that the other women all talk to and like get along with. And you do see that when they're in DR, you see that in like the barbecue where like all the women seem pretty cool, right? Besides maybe like Sarah Ann because she's done some such shit. But like, I I like that you see this one person that everyone gravitates to. And also AD seems to be the only one that's also friends with the men as well. It's not just the women that she's, that she's cool with. And I actually really appreciate that in the way that she's handled. She handled that Matthew situation, but she also handled the Sarah, Sarah Ann situation, which I didn't expect is she comes in and holds Sarah Ann accountable for DMing a man that's engaged. And I don't know if it's opening the door though, or keeping the door open because Jeremy clearly is sus as well. Look how that episode ended. (laughs) I know that we're speaking about AD and I love her. That's my girl. That is my girl. She's like, you know, she reminds me of my homegirls that are like, just like down as hell. Yeah. Got your back are solid, consistent, but are delusional about their men. (laughs) I forgot about Clay when I'm talking about AD. I'm not even going to lie. I forgot that she's dating this man that keeps telling her that he's about to cheat on her. But she's hopeful that she's going to change him. And she even says that when she's talking to Sarah Ann at the end where she's like, you're not fucking my man. So like, ultimately, like there is this detachment, right? I'm going to, I'm going to stand up for my girl, Lara. But ultimately, that's all you because you're not fucking with my man. So I don't really have to worry too much about it. So I'm, it's funny that you say that she's delusional about her man. She is Um, because when she's talking to her mom, (laughs) she's like, I'll jump out of a plane with no parachute for him. And I'm like, he's telling you that he doesn't even know if he cannot hook up with other women, yeah, like he's already it is tem- wild, and I get it. Like I, I mean, I appreciate his um self awareness, but it also no. I think it, I think he's trying to come off as self aware, but is already trying to give himself a pass. Listen, he's out here saying that cheating is hereditary. It's pretty much what he's saying that since his dad has cheated. He is bound to cheat. From what I know, although some may act as if it's hereditary, it is not hereditary. And I actually respected AD's mom to a degree where she's just like, your parents' shit is your is their shit, pretty much. Like, you can't, you don't need to repeat their actions. You also don't need to do things just because you say you're going to do them, which is, I think, the issue here is that, like, he's almost, I don't see how the flag could get any redder, I guess, with Clay. No. And I mean, like, there's a lot of little, like, nuanced stuff that we're not aware, like, their conversations, yeah. their, yeah. their, their, like, in-person stuff or whatever. And, like, Black love is beautiful. And I'm, I love that there's that on the show and that's being seen. And, and AD is so, is, is, is such a, a good, um, good friend, good, good partner and all that. Right. Yeah. But with Clay, I'm like, girl, but then also like her choices were her or Matthew. Like, I just feel like she's the friend that like has everything together and her love life is in shambles and I can relate. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm just like, I get it, girl. One thing it has to not be put together. And unfortunately it's a lot. Yeah. Clay. And I wonder how that's going to turn out. I, I don't, it's really hard, right? I think as viewers, I guess that's where interpersonal dynamics or friendships come about is that we're over here being like, don't do this. Can't you see this? Like, can't you hear this? Or like, what are you not seeing that we're seeing? Which is an interesting dynamic to have with these shows, especially this season. I think of Kenneth and Brittany. I think that was my twist that I was not expecting was for Brittany and Kenneth to get home and Kenneth do, uh, you know, a, a 180. And I was so triggered. I was so triggered because I had that. What happened there? Like I had almost that exact same situation happen. I had my ex who you know about. Um, yeah. Once he was like, come over. If you don't come over, it's over. Like I had it. Like we had it. It was we were going through stuff. And so I go over to his house and he's just on his phone the whole time. It was, he was on like scrolling on something. It wasn't like on Twitter. He wasn't like 
talking to somebody else. But yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, what? Like, and then you're standing there feeling like, am I a crazy person? Was this all in my head? Yeah. Like, well, yes. Am I a crazy person? Because you are in your phone and I'm talking and you don't care. But you say you like, what is happening? So when she's trying to tell him, like, also the fact that he thought it was fine for him to roll up at 1.30 in the morning and turn on all the lights. And be yeah. like, and try to be affectionate, quote unquote. Yeah. And there was a lot. It's so interesting of like seeing gaslighting happen in like real time, I guess, when you're viewing it. Right. And like, I think that especially with people that have experienced gaslighting, it's almost just like the different forms it takes is, I think, what was wild to see, where it's like sometimes not as obvious or clear. And then you see it and you're like, that's what it is. Like, that is what's happening right now. And what ended up happening was that he realized that he hadn't thought it all the way through. Yeah. AD posed some really important questions where it's like, you're going to marry this white woman. Will she be able to raise your Black children? Yes. And that's a real, real, real question. Yes. And yeah. so instead of him being like, hey, we need to take a step back, because then he had that conversation with her, with her, right? Like, with Brittany, where he, where they were sitting on a tub. I was mad that they were sitting yeah. on a tub. I'm like, why yeah. are you talking there? <laughs> yes. But they had that conversation and she's just like, I've been in interracial relationships before and I I kind of know what to expect, what not to. This is da-da-da-da-da, whatever, right? If that answer wasn't sufficient for him, right? Like, which is up to him if it is or it isn't. I feel like he should have addressed that again. And I'm like, sir, you're, yeah. you're a principal. You you do conflict resolution at, 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 at work. School. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at work. That's so true. You have difficult conversations regularly. Like, why can't you have that with your partner? And then instead of making her feel like she's disposable, because that's what it was. Yeah, it was. I just remember, right, one of the moments that I thought was special I don't know about looking back now of like him being like, all right, every night I want to have a conversation of how we're feeling, how our day went and all this. Right. And she's like, bet I'm down. And then they get back home and that is there is no conversation. And again, like I respect having to have serious conversations about what your future is going to look like, especially when it comes to culture and race. And like you said, like they did have little smaller conversations about it. I do think that he got home and shit got real and he didn't have a conversation about that. Instead, he was on his phone eating while she's crying. Like, he's just kind of like continuing to eat. Give me a hug so there's no beef between us. Like, it was as if like the, he turned into like a teenager almost. Like, he's just like, you know, the whole let's just still be friends kind of situation where it was clear that he was thinking of stuff and dwelling mm -hmm. on stuff, mm -hmm. but decided on something without having a conversation and waited for her to almost like drive herself crazy in order for him to be like, oh, you have a problem? Okay, I guess this isn't going to work out. Give me a hug. I'm going to go upstairs now. And it's almost just like, what just happened? And they both didn't appear or didn't show up at the barbecue, which I, I guess makes sense because they're broken up, but I figured they would still show up. So... Yeah, that was my my twist of the season that I was not expecting was yeah, I mean, Kenneth. I mean, like, I yeah, I, I was disappointed to not see them at the barbecue because I want to yeah, I want to know what how what she's on. I want more. I want her thoughts. I want to know what she's feeling. What and maybe they were maybe she refused to keep filming or he did or whatever because they just kind of disappeared. Um, but what did happen at the barbecue was <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> Jeremy with an A. That is a wild. And I, you know what though? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on his uh on his name because we got a glimpse of a conversation with his mom and his mom knew how ridiculous he was, which I respected <laughs> her for that, for her being like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Let's talk about that. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. 
So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven, and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Sarah Ann rolls up. <laughs> Laura's there feeling all of her feelings. Yeah. Laura, Laura yeah. and him have a conversation. Um, I don't know if I love Laura's approach or if I dislike it. Towards who? Jeremy just or in ge- just like, Sarah Yeah, how she talks Ann. to him. Like, oh, yeah. She just, because she does talk down to him. But like this time he deserves it, right? But like previously, she's very like quick, short, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about kind of person, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but then she might have been that way in the pods and he thought he could ride with it and then he he didn't or... Yeah. I think he has said that, I think he said something of like, I knew she would put me in my place. I think they were like in DR before the bean dip situation, um, which was ridiculous. But he, I think he did say that he knew she was going to put him in his place and he liked that. And then I think he said that he didn't know how it was going to be though. So I feel like this was it. Like, he was experiencing that. So for the bean dip situation, like, I saw online that folks were blaming Laura for it. Like, why would you tell your man this or whatever? I'm like, why did he think it was appropriate to, to mention at all? it to her yeah. in front of her man? Like, or her at all? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I... Jeremy was sus, I think, very early on, but... And then the them on the, the water skis, oh, I wanted yes. to... I wanted like a like a shark to come out and eat them. <laughs> so after, well, okay, let's go back. Ad pulls Sarah Ann aside. Sarah Ann, like you said, rolls up to the barbecue. Ad pulls her aside. I really appreciate this conversation because I think we talked a little bit about Ad being friends with all the women and most of the men. Or she, she seems like she vibes with everyone very well. But there was like this thought I had where it's just like. Are they really friends, though? Like, after they went out the pods, when they go their own separate ways, are they all still cool, especially, like, the women? And sometimes it seemed like they were more excited to see AD, and AD was a little bit more chill. AD does have her moments of, like, being excited to see the, the, uh, the girls as well. But I had this, like, is this real? Are these friendships real? And I think that when AD pulled Sarah Ann aside was when I was just like, oh, She's down. Like, she really is. Like, she's standing up for Lara. And pretty much the gist of the conversation was, did you not realize that you DMing a man that is engaged and telling him that you're pretty much down if shit doesn't work out, how did you not see that that was wrong? And Sarah Ann kind of, like, trying to talk her way out of it. And, you know, AD being like, no, I I saw the message. Like, you can't reword it. I saw it. It's almost like she was, again, like trying to hold her accountable, like say that what you did was fucked up. And finally, Sarah Ann was kind of like, I don't regret it. Yes. And I think that that's also this thing that this dynamic changes where like now you're that girl, right? That like comes in and infiltrates and like tries to get someone's man. And there could have been a lot, a 
totally different way to express your feelings to someone or share your feelings or be respectful of Laura. And that didn't happen. They have this conversation and then Sarah Ann is angry because she's painted at the, as this woman that she is and admits, admits somewhat that she is. <laughs> Their face. And then they go, uh, Jeremy and Sarah Ann go and have this conversation with one another. And she's sharing how frustrated she is that they're looking at her this way. And then they go jet skiing together as Laura is like there seeing all of this unfold. Ugh. What is happening, Jessica? What is happening? So I love how <laughs> I knew Sarah Ann was on some BS because when AD is asking her all those questions, she tries to, to manipulate the DM. Mm. And about two mm-hmm. or three times, AD tells her, no, I saw. I, I read it. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. <laughs> you can't tell me what was yeah. in it wasn't in it because I saw it right and like she applied AD applied pressure but in a very like you're not even worth me getting upset about or angry exactly. about exactly she was very chill about it yeah I'm just letting your you see how foul you've been and whatever you do with that that's on you but just yes. know that we see you for who you are and so then she goes to cry to Jeremy and then who just got told off by by Laura, who, Laura. <laughs> who told him to go kick rocks with open open toe shoes. Open toe shoes. <laughs> and and basically was just like, you're pathetic. Yeah. You're like, I forgot what she tells him, but she just like tells him like, you're pathetic. You because she finds out that he's been with Sarah Ann and he's just like, I just dropped her off. I wasn't with her. And then like tries to like rationalize why he hasn't reached out to her in three days and then tells her he packed up her stuff already. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because he went from like, you didn't give me your address so I could send you flowers to I already packed up your stuff. No, that's just that. We'll get to Chelsea later because we haven't even broken. the. <laughs> yes. I'm waiting. I'm saving yeah, the best. I'm just last. saying like, so they're having this conversation about how, how everybody's being mean to them. Because they're uh-huh. awful human beings. And then they're like, let's go ride jet ski- water skis. And then they're riding let's water skis. Let's be more awful people than what they already see us to be. And they're frolicking yes. in the water. And Laura's like crying. Because <laughs> she's just yes. like, this man does not care. That was such a wild scene. And I think that's how the episode ended. Yes. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It was just wild to me, right? Like the editing is perfect there, but where were the cameras when Jeremy was in the quote unquote parking lots with Sarah Ann? I want to know why they weren't there. That's not where it ended because then they showed us um, the the fittings for the. Oh yeah, there, yeah. there was the yeah, but which I actually forgot about because the what the jet ski scene is so ridiculous. That, the fittings and stuff is always really uneventful. It's just them. Either being genuinely happy and excited or being delusional. And then <laughs> and then it's like both because Chelsea and Jimmy. Oh, Chelsea. Yes. I didn't expect Jimmy to be delusional. I didn't expect and I keep using the word delusional, but this is what these people are. They're seeing their partners for who they actually are. And they're like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's funny that you say delusional, because I didn't really I didn't think of that word. I mean, okay, Chelsea. Jimmy confuses me, and I don't know at first if it was because of the editing, but, like, he comes off being like, girl, you do not look like Megan Fox. You tricked me, but okay, let's let's ride with this for a little bit. And then they get to DR, and he's just like, I love this woman, and I'm like, she's the best, and we're the best, and it's going to be great. And I'm like, are you just saying this, right, because you're with your boys? Which is interesting, right? When we are with the women, when they're together, are very honest. But when the men are together, it seems like they... Not that they want to one-up each other, but they want to make the other one seem that they are good, that they got it. And I thought that that was what Jimmy was doing. And then, right, of course, they would go back and have arguments, Chelsea and Jimmy. And it seemed like Jimmy was triggering insecurities or fears that Chelsea was having. But also, I will say, I think that Chelsea wants to be loved in a way that Jimmy is not comfortable loving her. Right. Because I, I hate when saying saying someone's like too much or asking for too much. I think that you're asking the wrong person. I yeah, I think she's asking for someone to do the work that she that can't be done if she doesn't do it. And I'm do not I'm not the yeah. believer that if you don't love yourself, you don't deserve to be loved. I don't believe that. I believe that everybody's worthy of love at every phase they are in their any life. Point. Yes. At any yes. point. But I feel like Chelsea Chelsea didn't realize how much 
her personal triggers, her person, her own things were going to come forward in this thing. Right. And so like, she's constantly asking him, do you love me? Are you sure? Are you sure? Because she knows that there was another option and she has her self-esteem issues. And I've been there. I've been that girl where I see like the conventionally attractive girl, the the quote unquote hot girl. And I'm like, Oh, like that's the ex. And then I'm this person. And like, I'm always going to feel threatened by her, but like Jess isn't physically there. Right. And I love Jess that she didn't overstep. Like she flirted a little bit when she, she met him, a little but, at the barbecue, yeah. but she never said anything bad about Chelsea and was just like, I want you to do good by her. And was it on some Sarah Ann stuff, you know, which I, yeah, I sure. thought she would be because I thought he would be, to be honest, I thought he would be doing a lot more of the flirting with Jess or a little bit more of, a little bit of what Chelsea did with Trevor, where she just like kind of like reiterating that you were my number one choice and I had all these feelings, like almost like a Chelsea didn't talk in past tense as much as I thought that she would. And I thought Jimmy was going to be the one that was just like, what's good almost, which was interesting that it was none of that happened. And again, it makes me think that like, I guess maybe you have a point where Jimmy is delusional I don't it was such it's such a weird thing to see the Chelsea and Jimmy dynamic and see that it's very obvious that Jimmy is triggering something in her that she still probably needs to do more work to resolve again like he's bringing out these fears and insecurities but I don't know how much it is because it's what he's doing or not doing well this is the thing that I think Jimmy is boring and plain and I don't (laughs) and I don't think he's bringing out anything I think Chelsea's just chasing her own tail in her head because mm. you see her with the argument of when he went out for an hour and a half. Yeah. That, is, that was wild. Yeah. That is a wild argument, right? Like that he got a, to a friend and apparently it's a friend that's not from the show. So that makes sense to not invite her, you know, or, or to not push for her to go so much where he's just like, I'm going to go to my friend's thing for like a little bit. I'll be back. And then she's like, if that's who you are, I don't want that in my yeah. life. And I'm like, you act <laughs> like he went on a binger. Yeah, it's wild because she pretty much was just like, if you're the type of person that goes out all the time, I don't want to be with this person. And he's literally being like, the drive was longer than how long I stayed at the bar to have a drink with this friend that I believe was also his birthday. It was like his friend's birthday. It was a friend's birthday and he made it like yeah. he made an appearance. He stopped by. Yeah. And I, and then I guess that's where the Jess thing comes up again. Like, it's just like, oh, I heard that Mackenzie was another person that was in the pods was there. And she mentioned that like other people were there. And then we then find out that another insecurity is more so that he has slept with one of his friends that's a woman and that she's insecure about that. The Mackenzie thing was obviously a lie because when he's when he says he goes, I don't even know what Mackenzie looks like. I don't even know what he goes. Mackenzie said you were there with Jess. She said yeah. that. She said that to him. And then he's just like, <laughs> did she really? Show me. Tell me. Like, what the did... Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> he asked for receipts. And she's like... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah. And essentially what he... What she's mad at is the fact that he has a life outside of the relationship. Right? Like, he brought her around her friends, but it seems that he had told her, hey, I hooked up with this girl. So that's... I... That's... I'm... I actually like. I think that are that's you rooting great. for Jimmy? I think yeah. I am. I'm, I'm rooting. I, I don't know. I'm not rooting for Jimmy. I'm rooting for them to break up because yeah, because Chelsea needs to figure some stuff out. And my, this is my thing. Like you can have all of your hangups and have all your stuff, but like you got to learn to like contain it a little bit better, or like to like be able to self soothe or walk yourself through what you're feeling. Because because if not, then it just becomes so exhausting. Like it's exhausting for us to watch it. And we only watch it like five minute scenes. I can't imagine yeah. to like live through it. Cause that conversation went from like, they went to go see, meet his parents. Yeah. Yeah. And they came and home and they were happy. And it's like, if her brain was just like, this is too good to be true. This yes, is too good to be true. They're ha- so right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There has to be something wrong. And so she starts with him going out. And then he was just like, I was only out for an hour and a half. And then she brings up Mackenzie. He's like, who, what, yeah. whatever. And <laughs> yeah. then he brings up her friend, his friends. Yeah. And then he's just like, I know you slept with her, da, 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 whatever. And so it's like, she's bringing up like, oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. It's like work. a snowball effect of all her fears or insecurities and 
I think the the wild thing to me that keeps happening is when she counts how many times he said, I love you. Or like when he, she's just like, so they, he introduces, she, he's out, he's working upstairs. Chelsea introduces him to his, to her friends, but she first has a conversation, talks about Trevor, ha, like starts like kind of sharing the doubts that she has with Jimmy. And then he comes downstairs. He's happy. He hugs them. They have a conversation they start asking real questions. I think one question that I remember is, do you go to sleep angry? Which was clearly tied to the arguments that Chelsea probably shared that they were having of them arguing probably like before bed. And then they leave and all of a sudden it turns to, you didn't say I love you today. And Jimmy has to literally count. Like I said it this time. I give you like timestamps of when I said it. And then the word clingy gets thrown and all goes to hell, where it's just like, it's just such an interesting thing because I don't know, friend or lover, how not, how I would not be reactive to someone giving me one, asking me how many times do you love this person or do you not love me? Like, it's, that was wild. I've had, I, I had a friendship where they were constantly in need of validation that we were friends. And it would get so frustrating where like their texts would kind of like make me anxious because I'm like, oh, I have to like convince you again. I have to soothe you again. Like we're friends. I don't have to talk to you every day. I don't have to see you every day, you know? And I think like, I I also feel for Chelsea because I've been her before and I know how exhausting that is too, to be that person. To feel like you need this reassurance as much as you need it. Yeah, to be like, do you, I have, I, I, I'm a poet. So I have a poem that's just like, it's called the fever. Cause it's like, you get a fever and it won't like, you're just kind of like uh frantic. You know how, when you get so cold and you're in the middle of the fever and it's like, do you love me? How, when, show me why, like why, when, how do you still love me? Do you still love me? And like, that is so, so sad <laughs> to, yeah. to do that. And I, I feel like, um, and this doesn't say anything to Chelsea. Like she's a beautiful woman who. No. Yeah. But I do think it's 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 our own stuff sometimes. I think that that's why I'm saying like I think with offline conversations, someone was just like, "Oh, she's too much" or "She's too this," and I'm like, "Listen, as someone that's been told they're too much, I've learned that you're asking the wrong person." But there's also probably shit that you need to work through through this relationship. Like you said, I also don't don't believe that like first you need to love yourself and then you are worthy of love. You're worthy of love at all points in your in your life. But I do think that's it, and I think. There's memes about this, right? I think I've even shared this meme with my my boyfriend where like the person's like, if I was this like different animal, would you still love me? Like, you know, like the, if I was a worm, would you still love me? And there's like a text message meme conversation where she's just like, uh, you know, the girl's like, I have a question. And the guy's just like, if you were a worm, I still love you. Yes, I love you. Yes. The, and like almost like answering the questions that she was about to ask. I feel like I've been that person too. And my boyfriend like kind of like, Lastly, also reassures me and entertains it. It's almost just like it's about you, but it's also who you're with as well. Absolutely. And then, but also, like, typically in these relationships that we have, we start asking those questions after the honeymoon period, not in the beginning, mm. you know? Yeah, and so then, that's true. The thing with Chelsea is like, it hasn't even been a month, girl. Like, <laughs> it hasn't been a month, and you, you yeah. already, so like, are you sure? And he, And he's not like, He's not like drop dead gorgeous. So I'm like, how hard is it for you to believe? Homie looks like a thumb. Like, yeah. <laughs> stop. You know, uh, now, oh, now I'm mad because that's all I'm going to think about in these next episodes is that he looks like a thumb after you said that. He looks like a friendly thumb, you know, like just. <laughs> you try to soften it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my thing is, you know, like he, he's, and then he, I don't find him to be particularly charismatic or. Or anything. I think his uh, allure or what both Jess and Chelsea saw in him is that he's just like really warm and chill and steady. Right. And so like that sounds great. And I feel like, (laughs) yeah, I feel like he's a good talker in the sense where like he'll let you talk. Yeah. And and that could be easily to be like that could easily you could think you're in love with that. And that's not what it is. It's just you're in love with the sound of like your own voice. Yeah, and and I feel like I don't know. That's what I I don't know, homeboy. But I've dated people like that where I'm just like, oh, I don't like you. I just like that I get to talk when I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> so. I do think that that's 
That is an interesting, now that you say that, I am like looking, thinking back to their conversations. And it's interesting because he is the type of person that repeats things back to her, where it's just like, did you mean this? Is this what you meant? Like, which a lot of people don't do, right? We just react to what people are telling us. We're not listening. We're just waiting to respond. And he very much, probably because he thinks she's clingy or whatever, he repeats things back to her. And I think she probably appreciates that. I don't know. But that's, I think now that you've called them delusional, I have that stuck in my head. It's it's <gasps> it's a delusion in the sense where like they think it's going to work out. Or they think that the other person is going to change. Both AD and Jimmy, clearly their partners are showing who they are to them. And they both are not 100% with it. But they're like, I love them. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> this is going to be a problem. I mean, with AD, I think it's a little bit more serious, right? Where it's like... Someone's telling you who they are. Yeah, but Clay is also, there's a lot of, he has a lot of beautiful qualities to himself too, you know? But I do know that his infidelity, his possible infidelity is gonna is a thing. And also his his um work ethic. She doesn't like it. They don't align on the work ethic, the amount of work that they do. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's also it's interesting again, like we see it on this other side of like, can the flag be any redder? It's like something I think about with AD and Clay, where it's just like it's right there. It's right there. You're wearing rose-colored glasses, though, because you have found someone that checks other boxes that have not been checked before in the past. And we haven't even spoken of Amy and... Um, is it her name Amy? The Latina? Oh, yes! I think that they're so boring that I love it, though. I think that, that, that is probably why we haven't talked about them, is they're so boring that it's amazing i love them they're regular yes they're over here having conversations about like adult conversations about birth control my vasectomy queen is what i used to call her because she was just like (laughs) (laughs) she was so i love that she like approached i like the way they approach the conversations they're out here feeding fruit to one another having little campfires like (laughs) it's just the cutest they're the cutest and like yeah and and the most realistic i feel like where they're like they're concerned that there hasn't been an argument. But then I'm yeah. like, there shouldn't. It's only been yeah. a month. Like, there should be conversations and maybe moments of, like, discomfort. But but if you're, like, when they start saying, like, we've overcome so much, I'm like, it's only <laughs> been three weeks. <laughs> but that's the thing, right, with these, especially, like, love is blind when it comes to friendships or relationships, romantic relationships, is how... How do you get so close with someone so quickly? And I understand probably why it is hard to say I do. And we're over here being like, just say it. It's so easy. And it's just like, how? They just met. They just they just met, like you said, a month ago. But mm-hmm. and I mean, I get it. I I recently was involved with somebody for 10 days and we were like, are we in love? And then, <laughs> and then he did something that was just like, oh no, like I, you know, like I realized I, he was a stranger. And I was so, gonna say, did you have that like, oh, I, I don't really know you that well mm-hmm, moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we fell out, tried to talk again, and then we realized we were just we we're some we we're making something out of nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for ten- so imagine the fact that you might have had to say I do uh, like a week or two weeks later. Because there was a moment there in those 10 days because we would, we would either be physically together on the phone. Like we were just constantly together for t- like those days. And and it was like, there was a moment there where I was just like, did my next up just fall out of nowhere here? You know, and then he was just like, I think of you so much, it's scary. And then that, and then the first, the first disagreement, it was like, oh no. What, what the you burst that burst the bubble that you guys were yeah, living in, and I can't for imagine days. having that and having cameras on you, and mm. knowing that the world is going to see it and all this stuff. I think I think maybe that's probably part of what we call delusion, but it's probably like no, I have to write it through because I'm not going to do play this out on the show, or I want it to be a good story, or I want it to be this, or I want it to be that. So. So what you're saying is that you're ready to be on season seven Look, of Love they don't is Blind. Want, they don't you've want had a trial. You've had a trial period right now with someone. You're down for season seven. I would tell all of the men that I look <laughs> like Megan Fox too. <laughs> 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 and 
and then actually, actually knowing that you don't, you would actually still say it. Knowing that I am the most opposite thing of Megan Fox, <laughs> and then I would just say it. And then when I walk out on the proposal, I'd be like, "This, uh, we're getting married." Like, <laughs> we're get on a knee. <laughs> And then oh you know, oh my god! <laughs> no, but a- but also like I would I it would be they would kick me out of the, off the show because I'd no, probably like I talk too much. They'd be like, Call. I could see you pull a Matthew on purpose. I could see you be like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> also like I. This is my thing is I don't like I don't dislike men. I don't hate men, but I have a hard time being patient with men. Um, especially if they're, if they're like entitled and taking up space and all this stuff. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know, I don't know how my 15 dates would go. I'd probably fight every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you would come in on like playing defense. Yeah. You would be like, oh, you show me why I should date you. Although, you know, that is a little bit Matthew-like, to be honest. He came in being like, answer this, the 23rd question of my 25-question list. You know what? I'll be I'll be Matthew of the next season. <laughs> Love is Blind producers. Bring me... Oh, you know what? Just let me host a reunion. Oh, please. Someone else host a reunion especially, but yes. You can leave Nick and just put me instead of Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. They, uh, every time I saw, I saw Vanessa pop up in the in the... When they were trying on dresses, and I'm like, not this girl. Like, you know what? Those reunions have ruined what I think of her and like her interviewing skills. When, when was it that season? Two seasons ago was when she, when she like really pissed us all Pretty off. Much blamed the blamed a lot of the women for what they experienced. Yeah, yeah. Like, girl, and also don't get wine drunk on work at work. <laughs> Because I feel I feel like they were waiting so long because remember it wasn't working like the streaming yeah, wasn't the working yeah that's very true and she probably was like had nerves and was just like let me have a glass of wine or two to like take off the nerves and then next thing you know she was like lit <laughs> <laughs> um thank you so much thank for you being a part of this I can't wait to see you on season seven of Love Is Blind yes. <laughs> If anyone has any thoughts or feels about Love is Blind, email us at whataboutyourfriends at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.